Today is March the 12th, and today we read how the tribe of Benjamin was rebuilt. How did they do that? Let's find out together as we study Judges, chapter 21. As we start Judges, chapter 21, there are only 600 men left in Benjamin. Everyone else has been killed. Babies, children, women, old men. Verse 1, the Israelites vowed at Mizpah. We'll never give our daughters in marriage to a man from the tribe of Benjamin. And now the people went to Bethel, and they sat in the presence of God until evening, weeping loudly and bitterly. O Lord God of Israel, they cried out. Why has this happened in Israel? Now one of our tribes is missing from Israel. They did it themselves, and yet now they were having second thoughts. But it's too late. There are only 600 men left. And of those men, every tribe had said, we'll not give any of our daughters in marriage to them. So they couldn't break that vow. What were they going to do in the paragraphs that follow? They examined carefully and they found out that the town of Jabesh Gilead had not sent a representative to the war. Jabesh Gilead did not make that vow. So what does Israel do? Verses 10 to 12, the assembly sent 12,000 of their best warriors to Jabesh Gilead with orders to kill everyone there, including women and children. This is what you're to do, they said. Completely destroy all the males and every woman who's not a virgin. Among the residents of Jabesh Gilead, they found 400 young virgins who had never slept with a man, and they brought them to the camp at Shiloh in the land of Canaan. What an incredible solution. Let's go kill more. They killed all but the young virgins, girls probably from 12 to 15 years old, maybe younger, maybe 10 to 15. That would be marrying age, who were still unmarried, still virgins, and they brought them and they gave them to the Benjamites in uh, Rimon. Verse 13, the Israelite assembly sent a peace delegation to the remaining people of Benjamin who were living at the rock of Rimon. Then the men of Benjamin returned to their homes. The 400 women of Jabesh Gilead who had been spared were given to them as wives, but there weren't enough women for them all. There were 600 men, 400 women, 200 were unmarried now. So what to do? Well, Israel came together again and they said, you know what? We have a festival coming up. All of our virgin daughters come together in Shiloh and dance. 
if the Benjamites were to come and steal them, we didn't give them. They were taken from us. So verses 19 to 20, they thought of the annual festival of the Lord held in Shiloh, south of Lebona, north of Bethel, along this east side of the road that goes from Bethel to Shechem. They told the men of Benjamin, who still needed wives, go and hide in the vineyards. When you see the young women of Shiloh come out for their dances, rush out from the vineyards. Each one of you can take one of them home to the land of Benjamin to be your wife. When their fathers and brothers come to us in protest, we'll tell them, please be sympathetic. Let them have your daughters. We didn't find wives for all of them when we destroyed Jabesh Gilead. You're not guilty of breaking the vow since you didn't actually give your daughters to them in marriage. That response tells them a couple of things. First of all, you're not guilty of breaking your vow. And secondly, we were willing to kill an entire town. Go ahead and let them have your daughter or else. What a horrible ending to the book of Judges. Now the 600 men of Benjamin all have wives. They all have wives either from genocide or from kidnapping. What a horrible, horrible way to live. When we come to the end of the book of Judges, what we see is complete and total disunity. Verse 24, the people of Israel departed by tribes and families. They returned to their own homes. Literally says, each man went to his own tent. Nobody cared about their neighbor. Nobody cared about the person living next to them. Each man to his own tent, each to his own home. A complete and total disunity. We move from the unity of the book of Joshua, when at the end of the book of Joshua, Joshua stands in front of the congregation and says, choose this day who you'll serve. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And the entire nation responds, we will serve the Lord. Chapter 1 of the book of Judges, Judah says, we will go up first and conquer our land. Who will go with us? Simeon says, we'll go with you. And two tribes, brothers, arm in arm, go and fight the battle and win their territory. At the end of the book of Judges, every man to himself. Secondly, we have no judges in the last five chapters. Verse 25, in those days, Israel had no king. There was no leader, no king, no judge. The last five chapters, the last two judges, Jephthah and Samson, are horrible examples of leadership. Then, they can't even find the leader. The last five chapters, there's no judges at all. There is no leadership in the nation of Israel. And not only that, but in verse 25, the second part, all the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. We're back to that. 
We started with this on Monday in chapter 17. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. And that is the last phrase of the book of Judges. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. Of course, I'm going to ask, what about us? What about us? Do we do what's right in our own eyes? Or do we seek what the Lord tells us we should be doing? God bless you today. But please, seek what the Lord wants you to do, not what you think you need to be doing. That is the way to proceed. I encourage you to like, follow it, and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to this devotional on. Share it with your friends. If you have questions for us, send them to us at questions at becomehope.com. We'll see you on Sunday when we will talk about the passion of Christ as we enter into the Easter season. Thank you.